Hello, and welcome to the fourth installment of All Ears with Alpha. I'm Sabrina Fox, Chief Executive Officer of the European Leverage Finance Association, a professional trade association with nearly 60 by-side members. In this podcast, we talk to Alpha committee chairs and members about some of the many projects we're working on now, so you can get to know the people behind the work, which is designed to support engagement, disclosure, and transparency in the high-yield, leveraged loan, private debt, and CLO markets. We discuss existing projects, announce new initiatives, and take you behind the scenes with the people who make the Alpha magic happen. In this conversation, we'll be speaking with the co-chairs of our engagement committee, Adil Khan of Musenich and Sebastian Potosian of Bearings. Adil, Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us. Sabrina, thanks for having us. Adil, can you describe what the engagement committee does? Sure. Um, For lack of a better term, it focuses on engaging with industry brokers, regulators, and members, as well as the other committees that Alpha has on any issues that our membership raises that are of concern. Now, oftentimes that ends up being regulatory change or changes in market practices or certain market practices that they find egregious or troublesome. Great. Sebastian, what are the highlights from the past year from your perspective for the engagement committee? Sure. I think 2021 was a pretty busy year. Um, I think both for Alpha, but also for the engagement committee where I did a nice year on. Um, clearly, some of the initiatives um, were and are longer term in nature and are still ongoing. Some things are more one-off um, and there's some things which are more responsive and reacting to things we see in the market, such as you know, aggressive documentation points we see in some primary deals. And some things have been completed. And look, just to highlight a few things in, in, in no particular order, um, maybe that the MIFID research um, is, is probably the first one. We've, we've formed a working group um, to assess what the FCA is, this application of research rules, um, which came into effect a few months ago, I think it was in March of this year, actually means for the leverage finance community. And whilst cutting through all the noise, in reality, as it stands, there's actually quite a lot of confusion amongst both the sell side um, brokers, um, research providers, but also uh, within buy side shops. So, you know, as a as a as a committee and as a organization, we're trying to publish an insights piece into drawing attention and encouraging more communication amongst the two parties. Um, you know, in reality, and putting my commercial hat on. Um, this should lead to lower costs uh, and less admin for for the BISA community. So hopefully, uh, that there's some more progress to be got to be done there. Other things that we did um, were around um, coordination with regulators. Um, we've set up a regulatory lobbying forum, and the idea of this is just to have um, a, 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 a forum where you know people can highlight any specific topics or any things which are close to their hearts. And allow to respond and engage on things that are interesting with the regulators. Other things that we did, where we engaged and we have an ongoing dialogue with regulators, such as AFME, IAMA, uh, ICMA. Um, we also participated in IOSCO's um, roundtable following um, the results of their survey um, regarding the, I think they call it the leverage lending market or left in market. Um, we're waiting for them to publish a paper. Um, following the survey, 
uh, let's see when that happens and i guess we'll take it from there and other work streams um, in, include things uh, such as you know publishing um, short and snappy um, articles in newspapers like the FT, where we saw some egregious or more aggressive things on docs. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll touch upon those things in, 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 a, in a second. Um, and other things such as um, helping UCIT funds um, do deep financings and availability of, um, of SPV structures, which helps UCIT funds to add on any money in into restructurings, which is clearly a topic and that becomes more and more relevant as we potentially enter a recession. Absolutely. And that just demonstrates how busy the committee has been. Those are some really incredible projects. And I think it really shows Alpha's value and being a sort of a, a hive mind of investors that can be a real value to, to regulators. So we look forward to, to continuing that engagement. Adil, has it surprised you how quickly Alpha has grown since you joined as co-chair of the Engagement Committee? And what role do you think the Engagement Committee has played in supporting Alpha's growth? Yeah, it, it's been such a wonderful surprise, or not shock, but surprise and in, in privilege to see how quickly Alpha has developed from three to four members, not only just three years ago, We've now bustled to about 13, 14 members um, with active engagement every quarter with our updates. And as Seb's outlined, the sheer magnitude projects that are being able to be taken on um, to having co-chairs um, to have that workload and then especially also have dedicated alpha resource in supporting that committee and those chairs. Um, it's certainly been a it's been a surprise, but also it's validation of the important issues that Alpha is tackling and the people, the members that get involved. It really goes credit towards that. And in terms of growth, I think um, Seb highlighted as well, our engagement, I think over COVID, especially when we were seeing a lot of volatility in the market or a lot of unknowns appearing or new issues rising, our members did bring them to the engagement committee. And we were able to successfully engage with a line of biz, uh, dialogue with the CBI um, the Bank of Ireland, uh, the FCA in the UK. And then, as Seb mentioned, that resulted in us um, starting engagement with IOSCO, so the International Group of Regulators in Europe, uh, which we hope to develop on. And so at least, <laughs> I certainly hope that we've been helping in raising Alpha's profile on not just the industry level, but also at the regulatory side of things. Absolutely. And I think that is sort of, uh, in, in some ways, I guess, a COVID silver lining uh, of which we all count our blessings, that there was an opportunity that arose pretty quickly in our, in our uh, um, you know, kind of lifespan of alpha that, that we could provide that, that useful feedback to regulators during a time when there was so much uncertainty and volatility. So that's been, that was, that was actually really great. Sebastian, what are the engagement committee's goals for this year? Are there any particular projects that you are looking forward to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I already covered some of the things we did last year, and clearly there, there's a ton of things that, that we're doing. And, you know, I actually think there's quite a few things which should deliver some real results during this year. I'm very focused on very tangible things. And probably the one thing I'm probably most passionate about is this thing around uh, helping usage funds or ability of using funds to participate in deep financings. Um, I think I've said it already, but my view is that over the short and medium term, we'll probably enter some sort of a recession to be defined 
how the magnitude of that. And I think without upon us, increasing the, the, the visibility of, of, of the avenues UC funds can take to do that is probably more relevant than ever. Um, and to do that, we're clearly not doing this. Just the, the engagement committee we've engaged with uh, some of the leading and some of the guys who are actually doing the restructuring, such as Holy Lobby, JPM, making up um, to kind of help us and increase that awareness. Um, so hopefully we'll good progress on that um, by the time it actually becomes useful. Um, other things that I'm passionate about is 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 legal docs and and just keeping an eye on that. Clearly, um, all we talk about this, but. Uh, the aggressiveness of, of documentation in, in, in this market is very much driven by how hot uh, the market is. In a hot market, sponsors get away with a lot of things. Um, I guess the primary market is um, shut um, uh, in current market conditions or it's very quiet. But again, as, as an organization, Alpha should raise awareness anything that we feel um, is, is, is changing and perhaps is overly aggressive. And maybe the last one is regarding um, dealing with, with regulators and Adil has already talked about that. Um, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, and I think overall, we need to increase um, transparency and um, how much they know of the, of the higher than leverage finance space. Um, and some of these could actually lead to savings, um, such as the, the, the MIFID uh, research rules. Um, if somehow we, we were able to exclude um, Leverage finance buy side shops from 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 that, you know that is actually tangible cost savings when it comes to procurement of research, which I'm pretty sure everyone should care about. Absolutely, definitely focused on on the tangible and and also the education as well. I think when you speak to to covenant terms, you know we we definitely try to make sure that our our members have the latest on that, so they sort of know what to look for uh, uh, when they're when they're analyzing covenants. A deal with the disapplication of MIFID research rules coming into effect, uh, or I suppose have, have come into effect, has there been any alpha reaction to this? Yeah, as um, Seth mentioned, it's one of our ongoing projects. And I think we can give a little detail here. Um, this was raised early on when the FCA's first consultation paper came, as well as the European Commission's recommendations to ESMA, which we tracked early on as Alpha last year. Um, unfortunately, on the European side, it seems to have slowed down, but we're still, I'll use the title, but all ears on seeing where um, the Commission will go with this. At least on the European, on the UK side, there was promises. We responded to the FCA's consultation paper with record speed. Um, I think within three days, we had an Alpha response ready to go. Yeah. Um, and the result of which we'd like to think is due to our contribution as well as many other industry participants, uh, the FCA disapplied the research rules to fixed income credits. Um, what we then found was there was a lot of confusion in the market about what, okay, where do we go from here? Alpha being European focused, we have managers, a lot of members have managers in the UK, but also service funds as well as seg accounts and individual clients in Europe. So we have this regulatory arbitrage appearing, creating some confusion about, well, what happens now going forward? In that effort, Alpha reached out to our membership and we had members come forward with individuals who were dealing with these issues on the forefront. We, the committee sort of made a subgroup uh, to get together and discuss the matters, share experiences. 
we found it quite enlightening. A lot of firms, it's a dark, it's sort of a dark arts where there's no open public safe space to talk about these internal workings. But when you're speaking to colleagues and peers in Chatham House Rules, you can gain some interesting insights. Okay, well, how are your brokers behaving? Or the buy side was able to discuss it in a safe manner. Um, and the result of which we realize is anyone can Google what the rule changes were. There are plenty of legal summaries out there of what changed. But what was missing is the practical impact of going forward. Well, okay, how does this change my relationship with my broker? How does it affect my agreements that I'm looking at right now or that are being up for renewal next year? In practice, does this actually change anything or has it just changed some regulatory framework in the background? So the result of that was drafting, which is currently near final draft, a, a practical point to our membership to put out there saying the rules have changed. We won't bore you with the details of how they changed and what, but what does that actually mean for you going forward? When you're discussing this topic with your brokers, here's the five points you should be looking out for. Have you thought about these extra points? Because evidence in the discussion was not every firm can think of every idea or every angle here. Um, so it's the, it really highlighted the practical aspect of Alpha's engagement on these topics. To try and put out something that's not existent in the market, but can really be quite useful to buy-side firms in the real world, so to speak, as outside of the regulatory side of things. I think one thing to highlight there is also the combination of individuals we had within the group and our membership. We have people from compliance and the investment teams. So it was quite useful to see, well, compliance can deal with the reg side of things, legal knows how to deal with the contract side of things. At the end of the day, this also affects the purpose of all these contracts is to service the information to the investment team members. And those participating from the investment side were quite a good resource to say, well, this is how, will it change my life this way? Well, this is what I actually needed to do because ultimately that's what all these rules and contracts are supposed to be servicing. Exactly. And I think what you point out a really important aspect of the committee as well is it's not just engagement with regulators, it's engagement amongst alpha membership as with, you know, with regard to things that come from the regulators or how that practically, you know, impacts their work and, and how they're they're grappling with that. I know that's definitely been a, a big focus, uh, um, you know, the engagement committee and ESG committee working together with SFDR and some of the practical implications that, you know, investors are dealing with there as well. So um, I'm, I'm really glad that you raised that one. I think it's a, an important part of the work that we do. Sebastian, do you think regulators should do more to collaborate with investors to consider their point of view? Huh. Obviously, it's an easy question to say <laughs> yes to, right? But Look, uh, I am by no stretch of the imagination an expert in dealing regulators and regulations generally. I think on, on, on this podcast, Adel is by far the expert. But on one personal observation I would make, having been involved in this for just over two years now, is that I was pretty surprised to see how little and some level of ignorance from regulators on average um, regarding the leverage finance in higher markets. I know these markets are pretty small compared to TIG and equities and all the other things they look at. Um, but overall, they don't really know and understand the way we operate and the things we, and the levers we pull and what's relevant to us. So, you know, clearly we need a strong and fair regulation for our markets to function well. And it is, but it is very important, I think, for, for the buy side community views and, and to be heard and 
understood by regulators before they actually make any changes, um, so such as the, the research thing that I just talked about. Clearly, they should have made an exclusion for fixed income and specifically high yield shops, which they just haven't. It was just a blanket policy, right? So, you know, these things will not happen overnight, um, but I think raising awareness and just increasing communication, both between us, funds, players in the market, but also dealing with regulators will 100% help. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what we are here for as well. So we, we look forward to continuing our work, uh, helping to educate regulators about how our market works. Adil, why did you become an Alpha Committee co-chair and what do you enjoy most about your role? I think uh, those years back when uh, Sabrina pitched the idea uh, and Tatiana put me forward, I think honestly it's it's the matters that Seb's been highlighting as well as yourself, um, that these were not topics that were they, there was an easy solution to. They're difficult problems that are somewhat far reaching in the industry. Um, and I think that kind of drove me to want to join and engage with the discussion. It really feels like we're at the forefront oftentimes. And I completely agree with Seb with how it works with the regulator. It finds that we're educating them. And it is a reality that a lot of people are shocked to find out that the fixed income credit space somewhat gets overshadowed by the other markets, but no, it does not mean that they're any less important when it comes to these regulatory matters. And the primary way of good regulation is education and understanding the, the market, the, the nuanced difficulties we have, appear to have and how they can be tried to be resolved. Um, and looking at the problem at first glance, there's no immediate solution that's quite easy to pick out, but that's what drove me is to learn to speak with others my peers in the industry learn from them as well as help resolve these matters or work towards resolving these matters um, that don't necessarily have an easy solution. Well, we are very grateful that you contributed your time and input um, uh, to work with us, Adil. Sebastian, what advice would you give to someone who might want to get involved with Alpha projects, but who might not know where to start? Yeah, I think it's a good question because you know, there's so much information on there and how, how do you how do you reach out to the the right resources and the right topic and not get lost in the process um the three things i say one that the alpha website this has been massively revamped i think back end of last year and i'm not the most tech savvy person with the biggest patience in the world but as you said if i can find my way around the website i'm pretty sure everyone can find a way around the way around the website and it's actually pretty damn easy to, to to use and just click on the things you're interested in and things will just come to you um number two you know i'm giving other is giving their time to be helping this organization and generally the people i've met part of this not just within the engagement committee but other committees i think it's about seven eight committees are generally nice people and you know they're, they're they're very friendly and so far everyone has been uh, more than happy to help so generally you know our contact details are on the website sabrina's contact is on the website just send someone an email or pick up the phone you will get an answer back they'll, they'll point in the right direction and and the third thing is you know it's very easy to be ignorant and think oh there's nothing relevant there i would dare anyone um, not to find at least a handful of projects which are actually interesting um, for their life within this space. Um, not just within the engagement committee, not everyone is 
like you know regulation and things like that <laughs> but you know things like esg clos loan investor committee um things which are maybe a bit more commercial it, it's all happening there so you know just have a look at the website um or, or reach out to any of us that's great advice and i i second that we're always here to answer questions and we love it when people get involved now we have come to the end and as ever, we like to end on a light note. So Adil, I'm gonna start with you and the same question for both of you. What was the most recent film you watched and would you recommend it? <laughs> uh, I I saw the Batman, the Robert Pattinson one. Um, I recommend it. It was, look, I'm no movie buff, but it was just good, dumb fun, uh, kind of good, interesting tape. And he's surprisingly good. As, as a broody I guess it's not surprising he does play broody characters but yeah <laughs> enjoyed it amazing Sebastian how about you well I'm glad you're not asking us about cap structures of cinema operators which has been a topic <laughs> since since Covid started um last movie I watched uh, I haven't been to the cinema since Covid started but on one of these streaming streaming platforms I think it was Disney or TV now um, we, we watched Black Widow. Uh, mm. When I say watched, after about 20 minutes, we stopped it because, frankly, I thought it's absolutely crap. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> but, but probably the, the, the last movie that I watched, and I thought it's actually pretty damn good, it was probably King Richard, the one around the, you know, the, the coach of, 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 of the tennis champions. You know, clearly Will Smith has gone a bit crazy at, at, at the Oscars, but <laughs> you know, he's, he's acting in in a movie and the whole plot. I think it's pretty good, so highly recommend that. Well, that's a one thumb up, one thumb down, uh, and some movie recommendations that you all can take home with you. Uh, and um, look, Adil, Sebastian, this has been such an enjoyable conversation. I really appreciate all of the work that you put into help helping Alpha stay magical and uh, keep churning out all of the incredible work that we're doing and, and engagement with various folks in the market. And I would urge anyone who's listening to get in touch if there's an issue that you think we should be working on or a perspective that you want to share. Uh, we are, as ever, all ears. <laughs> so on that note, Adil Sebastian, thank you so much for your time. And everyone, thank you for listening. This is All Ears with Alpha. Mm -hmm.